So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. But there's a difference between Pat Pete and Josh Norman. Josh Norman, when he went to Washington, it's like, oh, we need you to play man. The guy can't play man. It matters. At some point, this shit matters. You have to be able to do it all if you're going to be a great player. Rashawn Slater, can he be good? Sure. But you're not drafting a guy in the first round to be good. You're drafting him to be great. What's up, everybody? I'm Max from the Max and Juan cast. I'm joined by my illustrious co-host. And if you couldn't tell, he's a Raiders fan. <laughs> hey, no Maybe. Raider gear right now, though. I mean, like, just, like, dip your head like that. Like that. Just like that a little. Like, there's a there's a Raider logo right behind you. Like, oh, other hand. The shield. Yeah, uh, right, right there. The shield. Commitment the shield. to excellence. <laughs> 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 that just, was tough podcast, right there. The podcast is committed to excellence, too. <laughs> Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys um, dropping in to watch the Max and Juan cast once again. And we're getting the some draft prospects. We're getting the hog mollies, the big boys, the offensive <laughs> linemen, guards, centers, tackles. We all lumped it up. And look, man, whoever don't appreciate linemen is going to skip over this video. Shame on you, dog, because they're the most important position on the field other than quarterback. I mean, we saw it in Super Bowl. When you don't block for your quarterback, what happens? Patrick Mahomes almost gets decapitated. You need the big boys, bro. You need the big boys. Probably except for Trent Brown, but. (laughs) (laughs) Too soon, right? Oh, man. How are you going to be that he gets his career back? In like six months. He is, because he is. I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for it. The, the Patriots wanted up stealing this guy away from the Raiders. And I'm, wait, I'm waiting for it. In, instead of the, the broadcast to be like Cam Newton and the New England Patriots, I'm just waiting for star tackle Trent Brown and the New England Patriots travel <laughs> to the New York Jets. I'm just waiting for that. But that's besides that, because this lineman class is pretty good. Before you really watched film, what was like your big takeaway, I guess, from film? Like, what did you go in with and what did you leave with? Well, I went in thinking that my number one wasn't going to change just because we all know who number one is. And going after watching it, it was fun, bro. Like, I, like, I think it was really fun watching these guys because one that jumped out, we got some absolute freaks. 
like athletic big dudes in this class. I would have said the same thing about my top three. I didn't think my top three were going to change, but they kind of did. And it kind of changed one because we included everyone. Yeah. Because like it's there's three tackles everyone's talking about. It's Slater, it's Derisaw, it's uh, Penny Sewell. Yeah. Those are the three guys. They're on all three of our lists. The orders is probably different. We don't know each other's list. We haven't talked about it. But do you think last year's, like, would you say probably the best tackle class ever? Um, arguably. Is going to impact this one? Because, look, everyone's always talked about for years, the whole narrative is college linemen, they come out, they don't know how to block shit. Yeah. They don't know, they can't block. They're unseasoned, they're unrefined. And we saw four good tackles in the first round. And we have Austin Jackson. He's kind of, he's okay. He's not like the other yeah. four, like Thomas, Wills, Becton, and Wirfs. Now, my favorite last year was Becton. I think you were who? Who was your guy? Wills, right? Wirfs. No, Wirfs. Wirfs. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Those W's got me. I'm sorry. But Wirfs, <laughs> he was an integral part of the, like, I think Becton's better than Wills. But, I mean, Wills was a, just a. All of them were the studs. To, to be yeah, honest, all, all, yeah. all, of, all of them had their, their, in a way, had a good season. Like, obviously, Wirfs was the top dude. You know, he was on the the most winningest team. They won the Super Bowl. He went to Tampa Bay. He played with Tom Brady. Like, obviously, he got all the shine. And PFF's all over that dude's nuts. But <laughs> but Mekhi Becton, even a guy in Andrew Thomas in my position, late on in the season, showed why these guys went so high and why this could be the best class of linemen that we've seen in the last 10 years. And this class is not far behind. I wouldn't say it's last year's, but we for damn sure got some freaks athletically. And number one, the top dude might be generational, in my opinion. The top guy for me, I mean, we'll probably, we should probably just start with him. But the top guy for me would have been the top of last year, too. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I would have had him one, and I would have had Becton, and then probably Wills. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, what was the order of the tackles last year? It was Thomas, Wills, Becton, Wirfs, right? Yes. Arguably, it's Wirfs, Becton, Wills, Thomas. Like that's how good they are. Like they flipped them, but it's it's all lumped up, and you don't see that a lot of times with tackle. Like you see Greg Robinson come out. <laughs> I mean, he's like, how is Greg Robinson going to fail? It wasn't just me; and it was everybody. Yeah. And the dude couldn't couldn't block me. For lack of a better word, like, I'm sorry. Like he just wasn't good. Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't made out to be what he what, what he was supposed to. But I mean, even even a class where um, Lermy Tunsil, like he was he was the consensus number one guy. And well, I mean, I feel like there was other circumstances, like a gas mask that kind yeah, of propelled well, his fall down the board. But yeah, that was right, obvious. He was, yeah, he was the guy, mm-hmm. and then he played guard his first year, mm-hmm. and now he moved to left tackle, and now he became what one of the, the Biggest trade pieces of all time in the NFL's history. Yeah, probably the most like valued like trade asset ever. Single handedly changed the like future for two organizations. Yeah, but look, man, you just said changing organizations. Let's get into it, bro, because I really do think these guys are going to change some organizations for the future. Um, Let's just start I- at one then, because we both have the same guy at number one. I'm yeah, sure. but let, let's give out our list like we always do. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. So I'm I'll say my list and then you say yours. Okay. So my first guy, obviously, Panay Sewell. Um, did, did, did I say that right? Yeah, Panay Sewell. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that was good. Panay Sewell. Um, number two, it is going to be Christian Darasaw. Number three, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. 
four, Landon Dickerson, the center from Bama. And then we're going to top it all off with Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Well, that's my list. Let's hear your list, Max. I got Penesul, number one. Two, Landon Dickerson. Three, Christian Derrissaw. Four, Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. Five, Rashawn Slater. My boy from Ohio State? Yeah, Wyatt Davis. Okay. He's good, man. He's a mauler. That's why I got him in there. Okay. We're going to well, get into it. Let's get, let's get Panay out of the way because he's consensus number one dude. Um, I'm going to start it off. Pros. Fun as hell to watch. And he was one. It was so fun to watch this dude on film. He, like, call, call him IHOP. He's always pancaking dudes. <laughs> the the best way to explain Panay, bully. That's the best word to describe him as, as a football player. He literally bullies the defender. He finishes his blocks. He's so sound as a tackle. He's a complete tackle. Great feet. Great hands. Doesn't doesn't get too high. Obviously has IQ. Has a great kick start. He's the whole package, bro. He maybe the worst I can I can find for cons is obviously number one. He didn't play this season, and number two, maybe you can redefine his tools a touch. But I think he's as complete as it gets. Well, all the pros you had. I'm with you 100%. I put athleticism. It's just raw athleticism. 6'5", 330, long-ass arms. You never see him get beat. He gave up one sack as, like, a freshman. And that's 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 okay. You can give up one sack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cons with you. Didn't play 2020. That's a little scary. Two, I put... The only thing that kind of... It's not a con. It's more like I wanted to see more blocking. Because Oregon's, like, the biggest bullshit college offense I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, to and be fair, like some to block people for like one second. Some NFL offenses already do that. Yeah, so it's not a lot. Baltimore. I, I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see a little bit more blocking, like like yeah. maybe like three seconds. But like, there's nothing there that scares me. Like slam dunk, top five pick. Uh, he'd probably go higher if it wasn't four quarterbacks in the top four or three quarterbacks. And if he gets past the Bengals, like what the fuck? Exactly. You got this guy named Joe Burrow who can't. Who cannot be protected? Like you can't protect them for shit. You mm. have a generational guy who's gonna be there ten years. Yeah, like this guy's all pro as a rookie potentially. He's he's the best. I won't say this. I won't say he's better than Joe Thomas as a prospect, but he's the best prospect since Joe Thomas. I'm gonna put it out there like that. I think this dude is slam dunk, bro. Like he's a true blue chipper. In this draft, in my opinion, there's only three, maybe four on special occasions in the draft that are true blue chip guys. And he's one of them. And I, it's probably, it's probably Trevor, him, and maybe Kyle Pitts. In my opinion, I think those are the three blue chip guys. And Panay's one of them, bro. Like he's a generational type dude. I think he's going to be a top five tackle in the league for years to come. Can't miss prospect. What did you think of his ability to anchor? Like it was not, not an issue for you. I don't think anything with, with his technique or his strength, his arms. I don't think anything was, was a con. Like anything was negative to the point where I have any red flags or any worry. I mean, he's 20 years old. That's a pro in itself. 
this guy's got a lot more room to grow. He's and he's no nasty. 20, like, he yeah, has a nasty streak. Yeah, there's no. he's not like a 23-year-old coming out who's been dominating, like, small kids. And, I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of Landon Dickerson in a sense. But with Panay Sewell, it was just the best film, easily. Like, it's one, he's here, everyone else is, like, here to me. He that's was fun to watch. He was fun to watch, bro. He was really I think fun. Of all the positions we've watched, and we've watched some, we've watched a good amount of the defense. This is the my clear cut number one. There's no, there's no room to say, oh, this guy's maybe number two. No, no one's saying he's number two. Like yeah. this number one guy. Easily. If Trevor Lawrence didn't exist, I think he goes one. Really? Yeah. Well, I think maybe I think maybe Zach Wilson. Position. It's just so important. You know? Exactly. But this is next guy up. Like he's going to be the first non-quarterback taken. I think. Yes. Unless Atlanta that's does something a, funky. That's a better way to put it. And he's the best non-quarterback there. If if quarter if a, if a quarterback didn't exist into that picture of the first first two picks or whatever, he'll be going number one. So let's move on to two. Who's your Who's your second? It was Derisaw, right? Derisaw, correct. Okay, give me your pros for Derisaw. Look, right off the bat, large human being. He's a fucking mammoth, bro. Um, 34 inch and a half arms. So he has long arms. Pass protection, elite. This dude is a pass protection assassin dog. Like, he dominates in the pass game. Um, Great feet. For a big dude, like I said, this dude's a mammoth. He's 320 plus pounds. And he can move very well. Yeah, he six five. Like he's six five. Moves like he's six three. If Panay didn't exist in this draft, he will be the best pass protector in this draft. I think. I think it's actually close as far as that aspect. It's just that Darisol is just not as complete as Panay. But as a pass protector, he's damn. He's damn close. Um, heavy hands. The get off. Great. Great feet and a great kick step. Cons. Obviously, he's not polished. And when I say polished, I'm saying as a complete dude in the run game. Even though they run the ball a lot there, he's not that good as a run blocker, in my opinion. It's not horrible, but it is a con. It is a problem. Um, Weight can be an issue. Um, He's a big dude. A lot of big guys like that. We're just talking about a guy like Trent Brown. It can be a problem. Um, He can be one of those guys that can't really maintain his weight. That will be an issue for me. But you've seen guys like Orlando Brown, um, Trent Brown, big dudes that have had success in the league who didn't go high because these dudes are mammoths and huge like human beings. And people have a problem with that. But I'm not going to make that mistake. I think this guy's a surefire, at least top 15 pick in the draft. He's one of the best tackles, if not the best. He's my number two, bro. I'm going to say, I don't think you have to worry about the weight with him. He's not a mammoth like Trent Brown, Orlando Brown, uh, Mekhi Becton. He was like that next tier of guys. He's 6'5", like you said, 330, 325, whatever it is. He's not uh, like a mammoth. <laughs> he's saying the word mammoth. Like mammoth. He's not a... He's <laughs> you not don't like think so? Guys. Bro, he is he's large. Big, he's large, but he's not those guys. Those guys are like gigantic, like... Biggest tackles in the league type shit. Like this dude's not the biggest tackle in the league. He's not in the, he's not in the grouping with them. I put he's not heavy handed. I didn't see the heavy hands on film, as much as I would have liked to. Did it? He doesn't kill people. He. I didn't see a big mean streak in him. I've seen where he's like, oh, I'm, he's out the way. That's fine. We got the hole. But it's like, yeah. bro, I want you to bury the guy. I want you to kill him. Run blocking is not the best. I would. I would but admit that. 
Pass pro, he mirrors the guy's excellent. You can't, they don't get to his body due to the long arms and shit. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it was good film. I had him, it was close between him and Dickerson for me. I have Dickerson at two. So I'm just looking through my notes. It it just was good. It wasn't great, the film. I didn't, I think that's not even close between him and Panay Sewell. He's, he's going to play tackle though, which is more important than Dickerson. Dickerson's going to have to play guard or center. Yeah. Uh, if you want, I can touch on Dickerson for a quick minute because this is our first disagreement. Yeah. Uh, I thought he had amazing hands. Like, that's Alabama, though. So it's kind of scary in a sense where it's like, oh, this guy's been coached up so well, he's got great hands. Like, we've seen Alabama guys come out and it's like, oh, look how good their hands are and stuff. And they get to the NFL, it's like, well, they don't, they don't have the physical tools. Yeah. But I, just, I love the technique hands like i said even when he loses like the initial like part of the battle he recovers great recovery big question mark is short arms he's not gonna be able to play tackle in the nfl he he moves well enough i think he's strong enough but i would worry about the pass rush just a little bit it's it's not like he he can get bulled over but he he doesn't really show it on film like i've seen him get pushed back but he doesn't get pushed back to the point where oh shit you lost that play yeah, but this is like this ain't the NFL I'm talking about. He's not going against guys like Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox of the world. Yeah, a torn ACL. That's another big. It's a, yeah. it's a red flag, but it's a torn ACL. We know what it is in 2021. It's not 1980 where torn ACLs end of the career type shit. I I get you. I I I really do. Um, Landon Dickerson. I I had him at four. Okay. Um, to me, it comes down to being an elite guy i don't think he's gonna be bad at all um in my notes i put i think he's the second best pro ready guy out of in this class out of the linemen i think he's a plug and play dude wherever you put him he's gonna succeed like he's athletic he's powerful great feet can move has a nasty streak to him he comes from does have a nasty streak yeah yeah. you got that bama like mauler type stuff to his game and you bring up bama he's he comes from the system all right, that's the system out there in Bama. All right, he's he's pro ready, like he's ready to go. Uh, I don't have no problem with you at two. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know get at you like that. But yeah, like you said, the the torn ACL, I don't think it's a problem either. That was honestly my only con of him was the, the ACL. ACL. Was the yeah. torn ACL? Well, I really I don't think he has any any cons to him. I just I don't think anything he does is elite. It's just all good. It's solid, it's though. All. Yeah. I think it's Pro Bowl guard first year type stuff. Yes. Yeah. He could potentially be an all pro. Like He's not Quentin Nelson. No. But he's like a tier under Quentin Nelson. And I, I just knocked him because he's not a tackle. That's what I knocked him for. Because this is an O-lineman ranking. Obviously, tackles are worth more than guards. And I know we've yeah. seen lately where people are going to say oh quentin nelson it's good to have him because you go against aaron donald but i mean let's be, let's be real there's not a lot of aaron donalds in football yeah it's all the guys off the edge and stuff and quentin nelson was special yeah exactly like that's the type but i'm saying everyone's talking about oh you have to have two guards you get that pressure up the middle well you only got to worry about like aaron donald chris jones fletcher cox there's not a lot of amazing defensive tackles who pass rush there's yeah. a lot of great run stuffers exactly. these guys like danny shelton and Dominican Sue at this point in his career, he's a good like run stuffer, but he's not a guy who's going to get up to the quarterback every play like Donald yeah. or even J.J. Watt in his prime. Yeah. And let's move on to three. 
I this is where it starts to get a little bit of ju- juicy for me and a lot of disagreements probably. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. Shout well, I didn't out to have him on the list. Shout so. out to the fight on, bro. <laughs> so I'll just let's touch on mine real quick. I just had Darisaw. We just went over it. Mm. It's it's good film. It's really good. He's the second best tackle in the class. That's not even an argument there. I'm just checking my notes, see if I missed anything. No, that's everything. So, okay, tell me why you have this guy on your list. I didn't have him on the list. Look. Hold on. Is he a tackle? Are you putting him at tackle or is a guard? That's the question mark. That, that's the question mark. He, he might not be tackle. He might not be able to play tackle, but that's that's the only cons. A lot of people are gonna say, look, he has short ass arms. Off bat. He has 32 and a half inch arms. Like they're super short, but this dude is a technician. He has technique to him. He has good feet, great base, packs a punch, athletic, can move in space, has good leverage. I think everything besides the physical traits, as far as being big, long arms, like all the physical attributes. Other than that, sorry, go ahead. Other than that, he's good to go, bro. Like, he's one of the best technique wise tackles in this class. Well, here's what I'm going to hit back at you at. Last year, we saw a guy in Becton go early. Mm. Big question mark was him was technique. Well, sometimes technique just don't matter when you're 6'8", and you just immovable object. Yeah. So this is my big thing. It's like, well, physical traits are important. And I, I wouldn't be talking about Panay Sewell if he didn't have traits. I want to talk about Landon Dickerson, Christian Derrissaw. Mm. That's why I didn't have him on here. I didn't see the traits of a guy who can beat elite. He can be good. But I don't think he's better than anyone I have on my list. And when you're a guard and you don't have really good strength, it's tough. Because you're going to just see bull rush. Bull rush. Short arms, too. It's scary. Because if guys get to his body, they're going to throw him around. Yeah. He's good. Like you said, technician. Hmm. I just don't see him as good as people have him, I guess would be the best way. He's he's like an honorable mention on my list. There's NFL potential. I just think he's a lot, he's a lot more polished than... A lot of these guys on this list as far as you know having having that upside as far as against um landon dickerson because that's what i said these these guys above him i just feel like can be elite and i really do feel feel that way about about tucker like he can be an all pro an all pro left tackle because he's so good just technique wise vehemently disagree there's no way he can be an all pro tackle all pro guard i could could potentially see that tackle i don't think he's gonna play tackle in nfl to me he's guard all the way the short arms are like the cherry on top without the great physical tools i don't think he's got amazing feet like you said good feet for a guard Mm. not good feet for a tackle i don't know that's gonna be the wait and see but look Maybe because he has that little bit of USC, I like him a little bit more. And USC produces some good, some good ass linemen. But name one, Austin Jackson. He's all right. Like I said, he's okay. We got, that's another wait and see. We got to see. <laughs> you want to pull Matt Khalil out your ass? Matt Khalil, Tyron Smith. Years? Okay, that's a good one. I'll give you Tyrone Smith. Come that's on. it. I don't want to give you. But look. Tucker Tucker probably are, is not going to go to a team that thinks your way. I guarantee you. the the short arms automatically they're going to take them off their off their board automatically. Well, they would be smart too, in my opinion. It's just 
Look, let's not let let me make it seem like this guy doesn't suck. He's a good player to me. Second round pick all the way. Mm. But he doesn't suck to me. He just sucks as a tackle. I don't sucks at a, as a tackle. That's kind of harsh. Tackle. I don't. I just think don't so. think he'll be good as tackle. As a guard, he'll be great. It's kind of like Jonah Williams. I don't think Jonah Williams is a good tackle. First problem is he can't stay healthy. Biggest concern. Yeah. But he'd be a good guard. He'd be a really good guard. That's one thing I like about this class. Other than Dickerson's torn ACL, not a lot of injury concerns with any of these guys. Mm. Yeah. Well, at number four, obviously we went over him. Uh, Landon Dickerson. That's who I have at four. Um, besides the injury concerns, like I said, I don't. I don't really have any cons about him. We already went over him. Who do you have at four? I got Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. All right, six four. 320. He's a big guard. This dude is a mauler in the run game. Probably the second best run blocker in the draft. Third best. I'm sorry. Let me go third best. I'm like, it's like splitting hairs with Landon Dickerson, in my opinion. <laughs> heavy hands. Really heavy hands. He finishes off blocks. With, like, he has that mean streak. He's got the great play strength. He's got the pro ready. Like, you look at this guy, you're like, oh shit, he's a guard. Like, there's no debate. Like, no one's ever going to mistake him for a tackle. Yeah. He actually has good length for a guard, and he gets off the ball quick. It's what I like. I like the punch, too, aspect of it. Cons struggles against speed because he's like a big, like, he's like a hulking presence. Like, you remember when you used to see Kaleche Osemele struggle with speed a little bit? Yeah. That's what I saw in him. Uh, he's really raw. He's coming out of Ohio State. It's a bullshit college offense. They don't pick up blitz as well. You, like, they're not good at dealing with stunts. That was my big cons to him. This guy needs to be coached up a little. But I see all the physical tools. I see all the potential to be a first round. Not a first round, excuse me. To be a good guard in the NFL. He's a second round pick. You can't take this guy in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. I I watched some film on him. I just... I, I didn't see it. I, I didn't really see it. I seen the nastiness of him. But to me, I, I I don't think he has any elite traits compared to these guys. He's definitely well, the strengths elite, the run blocks elite. To me, if you're big and you're a lineman, bro, like it's not that hard to be a good run blocker. That's my opinion. Well, that, that's the truth. That come all them. They're all big. Are I mean, to big? yeah, but to be honest, that's that's what teams you know fear is a guy who can't really. It's all about the pass blocking. That's why, like, the athleticism, the arms are such a big, like, pro pro or con, like, a make it or break it. It's all about the athleticism and being able to handle your own and passing downs. The run blocking, to a sense, like, yeah, it's there. Like, yeah, you need it. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's a make it or break it. Like, you don't see guys who are... There's only a few of them in the NFL who are just absolute elite guys that are known for being run maulers. You get what I'm saying? Usually, yeah, most I, of the I, I get it. Most of the time, a guy that's a a run blocking like just just dude, just that's all he has. It's 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 gonna be super rare because most of the time he's good in pass blocking. Like a guy that I can see is like Roger Saffold. I think he's a guy who's known for being like a a mauler in the run game, but at the same time, he's still good as a pass blocker. 
Like he's not horrible. He's not a one trick pony. Say Phil Lodeholt right now. I was going to say why there was Phil Lodeholt from OU back in the day. Talk about run blocking specialist, man. I'll, I'll add one more thing to this before we move on to Rashawn Slater, who was both of our number fives. It's hard to evaluate someone in this offense. It's it's bullshit, man. It's quick screens. You have to block for a second, get out in space. And I will say this, Ohio State has a good track record of producing good linemen. I know we shouldn't go out the track record of always because, I mean, when was the last time Alabama had a good old lineman who's been really good? That wasn't a center. Chance Warmack? Yeah, Chance like Chance Warmack, he wasn't that good as a guard. DJ Fluker, another type of guy. Jedrick Wills? So I, that's what I'm saying. What would you say? Jedrick Wills? Jedrick Wills, yeah. I'm just saying you can't base it all off like the school's history because every mm-hmm. player is different. It's like if you're going to punish an Alabama corner because of D. Milner. Like, that's stupid to me. Mm. So let's get into five. Let's get on Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. Tell me some of his um his physical tools. Uh, there wasn't a lot. He's he's good with against the speed rush. He's an like a good athlete, quick feet. Blo- the play strength scared me. Arm length was even scarier. It was bad. He's got really short arms to be attacked. We talked about Landon Dickerson having short arms, or who's the other guy we talked about? With the well, we talked about Panesol having great arms. This guy's like the antithesis of that. Yeah, it's bad. And if you're gonna play tackle, you need to have length. I'm sorry to say, it's like quarterbacks. I know they're gonna people are gonna say hand size doesn't matter. It does matter a little bit. I don't think so. No, I, I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna push back here. I know they're gonna say Patrick Mahomes that spot. Well, all the small arm. Small hand quarterbacks, you gotta be able to hold on to the ball. It matters. Hand yeah, size bullshit. does matter. Bullshit. I think it's overblown a little bit, but hand size does matter a little bit. I'm sorry if a guy is fucking good at throwing the ball. He has a good deep ball. He knows how to read defenses. He's the full package, but he has small um, small hands. Like you're gonna tell well, me that no, it's like a small part of the package. It's not like oh, if he has a, if like Patrick Mahomes had like five inch hands, I'd still draft him. It's not like that. I'm just saying. It plays into my evaluation a little bit. Like, if you found out Tom Brady had six-inch hands coming out of college, it'd be like, oh, shit, why are we going to touch this guy? It's a little bit. A little bit. That's what I'm saying about arm length. It matters, too. Arm length matters. Like, size matters. Size is a skill. Okay, if you had to put it down to a percent out of 100, what's the percent that, that, you know, the the arm length comes comes into play? I'd say for a tackle, like 35 to 40 percent. Really? Yeah, maybe maybe thirty. Let's go with thirty, just a round number. Thirty percent it matters. Okay, I'm now, gonna say about twenty. You got those stubby arms. They're just gonna bull rush your ass all day. Yeah, but if you if you have good hand placement and you know what the fuck you're doing, like that's not gonna matter. Well, I'm saying when you when you put arm strength with like questionable play strength, it's a worrisome combo. Mm. It don't matter. You can stay in front of the guy. He's just gonna run your ass over. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, um. Big hands are going to help you as a receiver, but is it going to be a make it or break it from you being an all pro? Like, I don't think so. Or even a guy running slow. Like, is that going to be the difference maker of him being good? Like, no. It's like Richard Sherman, right? He ran a slow 40. People would say he's an amazing quarter. In fucking zone, he can't play man to man for shit. He's going to get run by every time. Being fast at some position matters. There's a reason they draft guys in the top 10 who are fast. It typically ends up mattering. It's the same reason I knocked Najee Harris. You can't fucking bounce an 80-yard run. You're a slow-ass running back. It's it's important. It's does important that ma- for some position. Does that make you bad, though? 
it doesn't make you bad, but it doesn't make you as good as other running backs. Like, you, look, you talk about the best running backs of all time. Barry Sanders, he was fast. Walter Payton, fast. Name a slow running back. Well, yeah, if you're trying to draft a guy that's being an all-time great, yeah, but from him being a good player, like, if you have, if you have other shit, like, technique-wise, you're going to wind up being good. Like, how do you explain Jerry Rice, then? Jerry Rice was, like, he wasn't slow, he wasn't fat. He was, like, just the perfect speed, I would say. And it was, like, agility was out the roof. Like, he never slowed down when he ran routes. So, like, if you're going to take a receiver and he's not fast, like you said, you have to make up for it somehow. But there's, like, a baseline. There's a baseline speed. May- you can't draft no receiver that runs 4'8". Yeah, okay, maybe, yeah, of course, there there is going to be a baseline. I, I get that. Like, you're not going to draft a fucking receiver that is slow as shit that runs, like, a 5'9". Five, a five like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously. That, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, obviously. Okay, yeah. If, if you want to talk about the floor, yeah, obviously. But if you go into the averages... And what's slow and what's fast? Like, let's say, like, with a corner, if he runs a 4-6, correct? Yeah. I don't, I don't think if, yeah, but if he goes to the right scheme, the right system, and he, and he is technique-wise very good and very polished, he knows how to use other things to make up for that speed, like, yeah, that guy is still good. Like, that's the thing. Like, Josh Norman was never the fastest dude. But, yeah, he was in the right scheme, and he used his... All, I, I would imagine it as a tool belt. Like, all the tools on his tool belt, he used very well. Like, he was a good presser. But, like, he, he just had a hammer. He didn't have, like, a saw. He didn't have a measuring tape. He didn't have a screwdriver. That fool had one tool. That's what is, it's. There's a difference between Patrick Peterson. Well, back in the day, obviously not now. But there's a difference between Pat Pete and Josh Norman. Josh Norman... When he went to Washington, it's like, oh, we need you to play man. The guy can't play man. It matters. At some point, this shit matters. You have to be able to do it all if you're going to be a great player. Rashawn Slater, can he be good? Sure. But you're not drafting a guy in the first round to be good. You're drafting him to be great. Mm-hmm. In the third and fourth round, you're like, oh, if we get a good player, we're, we're, we're thrilled. Yeah. Well, let's go into the cons besides short arms. Because Play strength. I had, I had, those are my two biggest things: anchoring, uh, play strength. Yeah, super and raw. Arm length. Yeah, super raw. He gets overpowered sometimes. One thing that popped out right away: he plays so high, very very high, bro. He he does not have good pad level at all. Um, one thing that's going for this dude is last season when Chase Young was actually in college football. He had a great game against them, technically. But I rewatched that game, and there was not many true dropbacks from the quarterback, in my opinion. So I wouldn't say in a sense that Rashawn Slater dominated Chase Young. That's bullshit. I don't think he had dominated him either. And I'll say this. If you're going against a speed guy, if he's going against a speed guy, he's great. He's yeah. really good against speed. But if it's like speed to power, like if Khalil Mack lined up, he's going to toss him. Yeah, he's going to destroy gonna him. him. Especially playing that high. That boy's going to get forklifted. Yeah. <laughs> and he's six. I have this 6'3", 306 is what I found for listed weight. Yeah. That's a little small. It's a little small if you're going to play tackle. It's small if you're going to play anywhere these days. Maybe yeah. center, he gets away with it. But but, but you do see some good. Like no, you that's can, good. I, I know I sound really negative on the yeah. guy. Yeah. But I have him as my top five tackles, so people or top five linemen. So people are gonna say you fucking hate him. Well, I have him top five. How much could I hate him? Exactly. I'm just really worried about play strength and length. If they move him to guard, I think he'll be really good. I think he'll be a really good guard. 
Yeah. I have three guards and two tackles on my list, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, that does it for that. Let's go over honorable mentions real quick. I had um, Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. Um, athlete. Just like almost all these guys. Like, most of these guys are just athletes, bro. Like, for, for me... For for me, he just what he he wasn't. I didn't I didn't see the potential, as as far as like all these other guys to be like a Pro Bowl guy. And that doesn't mean Tevin Jenkins is gonna be bad. I just don't think he's he's better than any of these guys on this list that I had. I saw like a serviceable guy. Yeah, exactly. Like if he's like he'll be like eight year pro starting guard, never great, never bad. Yeah, it's like you're good, you're good with that. Got Deontay Brown from Alabama, mm-hmm. another guy. There was this tackle I watched, Walker Little. He was like the number one prospect. I think I looked at. I like to look at guys who have like really good pedigrees. Yeah, he hasn't played football in like two and a half years, and he's been banged up. I watched some of the film. I was impressed with it. Like, but there's just too many question marks. That's yeah. all I'll say. Too many question marks to consider him. But it wasn't bad film. Well, guys, that's gonna do it for offense alignment. Uh, this was fun. It was fun because it was a fun class to watch, especially Panay. The number one guy was the best. And there was, I wish there was more guys in that tier. Like last year was four tackles. Which one's going first? Yeah. This one, it's like, it's Penesul. (laughs) It's Penesul. No (laughs) no discussion. But um, there goes offense for you guys. We just did the big boys. But um, we hope you guys are enjoying this series, man. We're going to be getting into some defense. All right. We're going to be doing some defensive guys. That's going to be fun. Because I really do feel like Max's opinion on defensive guys is kind of out there. So we'll see. What? How? Because I like fast cornerbacks? Because of a lot of things. We'll, we'll, we'll let them wait, okay? We'll get into it. What have the... I said crazy about defensive guys? We'll, we'll talk about it in defensive guys, all right? I don't want to get you riled up, all right? I just wanted I'm to flummoxed. get you. <laughs> I'm genuinely flummoxed. What did I say? I just said I like a fast cornerback. I don't like a guy who runs 4-6. That it's gonna be debatable in the next one, all right. But look, we want to. I appreciate you guys watching, all right. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like the video, comment down below, turn on post notifications, um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That is at Max underscore Juan Cast. Anything else? Just smash that like button. The same way Penesul just smashes defensive tackles, defensive <laughs> linemen, whoever's in front of him, he's gonna smash. Oh, destroy man. them pancake i hop like one calls them mr i hop whatever get it done <laughs> all right man well my name is juan thank you for watching the max and juan cast i'm out bro man i'll see you later bro